Good evening. I hope you're all doing well. We are learning Maseches Gittendaf Memtes, and we're starting four lines from the top. And we had just learned a brisa yesterday, and uh, the brisa was about Metav Sadehu Metav Karmo. Do we say Nizak Shaiminan that we assess when I'm paying you back for damages? Do I assess based on your version of Edis of the best or my version of Edis? Nizak Shaiminan or Bidemazik Shaiminan. And at the very top of the page, and we're going to actually start from the top line because it just it's a smooth transition. And what was the Brisa talking about? When the Edis of the Nizak and the Ziburis of the Mazik are the same. So the best of the Nizak was like the worst of the Mazik. Rabbi Shmuel Savar, that in such a case, Bidemazik Shaiminan. Rabbi Kiva Savar, Bidemazik Shaiminan, that is still Mazik, which is a Chumra. That means that the Mazik has to pay. From a better field, it's not from his uh, field that's a, a ziburis, but rather from his field that's an idis. Even though the ziburis of the mazik is the idis of the nizak, so we follow by the mazik shaymina. My time with the Rebbe Shmuel. Why does Rebbe Shmuel hold that we follow the nizak? Because neemra sade lemata v'neemra sade lemala, both in the same pasuk. Masade ha'amur lemala the nizak, afsade ha'amur lemata the nizak. So uh, because one sade is by definition speaking about a case scenario where someone is a nizak, it must therefore be that by payments also that we're talking about a nizak. The Rabbi Akiva, why do you hold differently? Why do you say it's bedemazik shayminon? Says the Gemara, because sovar meitav sadehu yeshalem dehoich dekomeshalem. Listen to the language. Meitav sadehu, from the best of his fields, he should pay. Pashat Pshat in the Pasuk is talking about the mazik. So Rabbi Akiva couldn't understand the other way. How could you even say it's about that? I understand your hashvan words, but Lamaisa, the Pasuk seems to be talking about me, the Mazik. If I damage you, how am I Mishalim? Metav Sadeu Yashalim. You should pay from the best of his, of his fields. Rabbi Akiva is just looking at the basic text. Ivor Rabbi Shmuel, what would you say about that response? It's a wonderful response. The Gemara says a quarter of the way down, Ahanik Zereshava, Ve'ahanikra. Not only does my Zereshava of Sade Sade work, but your Pasuk also works in my favor also. Let's see how. And that was the Gzereshava we saw a couple of lines ago. That the reason why Rabbi Shmuel holds the Nizak Shaiminan is because Sada was said in two places. We have a Gzereshava. How does the Pasuk work out in favor of Rabbi Shmuel? That if... Who's one? The Isle, the Mazik. If the Mazik has both great fields and not so such great fields, Viziburis today, and the worst fields of the Mazik, Loshavia ki Idis de Nizak are not the same of the Idis of the Nizak, then then we'll break the rules and we'll say that then I agree with you. You're right. In other words, you Rabbi Akiva who said that the Pashat Pshat of the Pasuk is talking about a Mazik, at times that's true. And says Rabbi Shmuel, what the Pasuk means is that when the Idis of the Nizak and the Ziboris of the Mazik don't line up, then you're right. Then we do follow the Mazik in that case. That's why the Pasuk is saying that we should follow the Mazik in that case. Okay, so this is the these are the party lines. Rabbi Akiva holds Bede Nizak Shaiminan with an exception. Rabbi Akiva holds Bede Mazik Shaiminan. Now, yesterday in the Brisa, after we had presented the sheet of Rabbi Shmuel, the Gemara in this Brisa quoted the following line that we're about to learn now. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Lo Baha Kasub Ela Legabos Lenizakin Minha Idis, 
them, them's are fighting words, as we'll soon see in the Gemara. He was arguing with Rabbi Shmuel. And he says, no, the Pasuk is only coming to teach us that we need to collect for those who have damages. We need to collect from properties that are idis. And then we added these cryptic words, all the more so in regards to hektish. We don't know what this means yet. So says the Gemara, my what is the kalvachomer to hektish? So says the Gemara as follows. Ilema, if you want to say that a regular person, let's say my, I'm a regular person, I'm not, I'm not the base on Mikdash. Let's say that my shore was nagach, it gores the Torah de Hektish. It gores a sheep that belongs to Hektish, or gores a shore that belongs to Hektish. So it says the Gemara, the rules over there are different than the rules over here. The rules in, re- in regards to my animal hurting your animal were both regular people, the regular rules of don't apply. And therefore, you can't even compare the two worlds of Shorei'ehu and Shorei'ehu versus Shorei'ehu and Hektish. Ella, therefore, what must the case be where there's a Kalvachomer? Ella, maybe the case is Laomer, Harei Alai Mona Lebedekabais. A person says that they're dedicating a mana to the Bedekabais, to the upkeep of the Besamekdash. In such a case, the Ozi Gizbar, the treasurer of the Besamekdash, will show up at your property after he got your pledge in the mail, and now he's coming to collect. And he's going to collect from the best of your properties. So if that's true, says the Gemara, this person's like a regular Balchov. What did we learn in our Mishnah at the beginning of the parak yesterday on Memches and Beis? We learned, a Balchov always collects from Beinonis. So how can you say that in this case where a person pledges money to the Beis HaMikdash, that they're going to collect from Idis, that doesn't even hold up to the argument at all to our Mishnah. You can't say that when you're a Balchov to the Beis HaMikdash, it's Idis. And when you're a Balchov Stam to another friend, that it's going to be Beninus. We follow the regular rules. And if you want to say that perhaps Kosova Rabbi Akiva, Balchov Shakil Be'idis Kenizakin, that Rabbi Akiva argues and says that a Balchov also can take from Idis, just like a regular injured person, like a regular person who's been damaged. I can argue in the following way. That when it comes to a balcho, he's in a very good position as it relates to damages. That in regards to them, it's actually, it's in regards to hektish, it's actually not the case that the rules of hektish are, are weaker than the rules of a regular balcho. So there too, we can't say that that's going to be our kalvachom or the hektish. And then the Gemara presents another possibility. We're two-thirds of the way down on Mem Aleph. And the Gemara says as follows. Le'olam, let's go back to answer number one. Really, my animal, my shore, gored a shore that belonged to Hektish. And Rabbi Shimon holds like, and Rabbi Akiva holds like Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya, the Tanya. Says the Gemara, Stama machlok the Brisa writes, Reb Shimon ben Omer, Shor shel hektish, shenogach l'shor shel hediot putter. If the, if the hektish's shore gores my private shore, then in such a case, hektish is putter. However, v'shel hediot shenogach l'shor shel hektish, but in the reverse case, where my personal animal gores an animal that belongs to hektish, which is equivalent to Edis. That's a real possibility. 
That's a real possibility. And that's the answer that, se- that the Gemara seems to accept, is that the Kalva Chomer that we're talking about when we say the Kalva Chomer Lehektish is that in regards to Hektish, all the more so it's true because we hold like Rab Shimon ben Manasseh, who says that Bain Tam Bain Muad, if my private animal, gore is an animal that belongs to the Beis HaMikdash, he collects from Ibis. Good. So says the Gemara, if this is the way we're understanding Rabbi Akiva, then I don't understand why you defined our machlokis at the top of the page the way that you did. Ihachi, that um, that we have this case of Reb Shimon ben Manasya, that shor shall hektish, that, excuse me, that uh, shor, uh, shor shall hediot, shenogach shor shall para, is going to be mishalem be'idis. So then mimai de be'idis denizak kiziboris demazik pliki. Perhaps the machlokis that we see at the top of the page that we started with today of Rebbe Shmuel and Rebbe Akiva, Perhaps that machlokes is not about bedenizak shayminan uvedemazik shayminan. Perhaps the machlokes isn't about that at all. Perhaps the only machlokes is dilma dekule alma bedenizak shayminan. Maybe even Rabbi Akiva would agree would agree that we follow the the nizak's standards. And perhaps the machlokes that we saw in the brisa that we started with yesterday, the brisa that's two thirds of the way down on memchasim and beis. Perhaps that machlokes is just whether or not Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel hold like Rabbi Shimon ben, ben Menasya. The Rabbi Akiva savar like Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya. And because Rabbi Akiva holds like Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya, therefore we have to collect from Edis because that's what he says is the case when a regular shore injures the shore of Hektish. And Rabbi Shmuel savar like that that's not true. So maybe that's the case that really there is no machlokes in the case that we started with. Let's review the Gemara's question here because it's an important one and it will help us to understand the next many lines. We started at the beginning of the day today saying that the Brysan Memchesimud Beis was discussing a case where the Edis of the Nizak, the Edis of the Nizak and the um, Ziboris of the Mazak were the same. And there we had a Machlokas if we said, like Rabbi Shmuel, bid the Nizak Shaiminan, or like Rabbi Akiva, bid the Mazak Shaiminan. Says the Gemara Lavdafka. Maybe the whole machlokas is about whether or not we hold like Rav Shimon ben Manasya and not that case of Edis Deniza Kiziboris Demazik. To this, the Gemara has a triple rejection. Your question? No. Oh, I thought you were. No, no, thought you, I thought you had a, a question. Face. It is difficult to hold. Con. So, so says the Gemara. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, so the Gemara says that it's not possible to say that Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva aren't arguing in the case we started with. In other words, they're definitely arguing in the case of Idis de Nizak Kiziboris de Mazik. How do I know? Says the Gemara for three reasons. In Cain, my lo bohakasuf. When Rabbi Akiva on the, in the Brais and Memchesim and Beis retorted against Rabbi Shmuel with the words lo bohakasuf, that you only say those words when you disagree with the person before you. So Pasha that they were arguing in our Brisa. The ode, and furthermore, if we say that there is no machlokas in regards to, uh, to the case of Idis de Nizak and Kiziboris de Mazik, then the whole Kalvachomer Lehektish makes no sense, and that can't be either. And then the third reason, last line of Memtesim Aleph, the ode, Ha'ama Ravashi, as we turn to the top of Memtesim at Beis, Tanya Behedya. We have another brisa, black on white. Meitav said, Dehu Meitav Karmo Yeshalem. That's what the Pasuk says. What's the drasha? Meitav said, Dehu Shel Nizak. U Meitav Karmo Shel Nizak. Divi Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Kiva Omer. Meitav said, Dehu Shel Mazik. U Meitav Karmo Shel Mazik. There's nothing to talk about. 
There's nothing to talk about. There is definitely a machlokas between Rabbi Akiba and Rabbi Shmuel in regards to the case that we started with on the top of Memtesim and Aleph when Rabbi Akiva holds in such a case, Rabbi Akiva holds by the Mazik Shaiminan, and Rabbi Shmuel holds by the Nizak Shaiminan. But yes, David, you're correct. It's hard to hold cup. <laughs> now, four lines down, we're actually being brought back a full Amud. Yesterday, we were bothered by the fact that our Mishnah referred to being paid by Idis as Tikkun Olam. This was something that annoyed us. And at the open of the Gemara, the Gemara in the name of Abaye said that it was all according to Rabbi Yishmael, that really but for the sake of Tikkun Olam, it's B'demazik Shaiminan. That was our initial answer. Ravina now is going to give another answer to this question. Why does our Mishnah refer to the payback of Idis as a Tikkun Olam, So it says the Gemara, Mem Testament base, four lines down. Ravina Amar, Le'olam Masnisa Rabbi Akibahi. Really, our Mishnah is like Rabbi Akiva who holds Bidimazik Shaiminon. To Amar, he holds Mide Oraisa Bidimazik Shaiminon. I so why if you hold Bidimazik Shaiminon, does our Mishnah say Tikkun Olam? Says the Gemara Virab Shimonhi. What's Rav Shimon's unique Shita throughout Shas? Rav Shimon holds the Darish time of the crop. There's two different uh, halachic and hashkafic approaches here. Do we care? Why HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded us to do something? Yes or no? Is it Nasev Nishma blindly? Or is there any halachic value into the why? Okay, in parenting, we know that sometimes we shut down our children's whys. I do this as a dad all the time. Answer number one as to why you have to do this is because I said so. And if you're looking for a deeper reason, I'm happy to share it with you. But it really doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, I'm the dad. This isn't a democracy. Go take a shower. So here, this is a machlok as tanaim. Do we care about being dorsh in time of the crow? Reb Shimon says we're dorish time of the crow. So it says the Gemara, umatam ka'amar. The Bryce is just giving us a reason for the din deoraisa. How does it play out? Matam hani zokin shamin lahen beidis. Why is it, says Rabbi Akiva, why is it that our Mishnah, midoraisa, why do we hold that we measure with a mazik? Mipnei tikun ha'olam. The reason why the Torah says that we are Mishair payment to the Nizak from the perspective of the Mazik is because of Tikkun Olam. What does this mean? The Tanya, 12 lines down, a little bit less, 10 lines down. Why is it that our Mishnah at the open of the Perak says that according to Rabbi Akiva, that we measure that which a Mazik has to pay is from the Mazik's perspective? Because it's a harder punishment when your property that you're paying for is a higher standard. Let's say that my A-plus property is worth a million dollars. Your A-plus property is worth $700,000. And I'm the Ganav. I'm the one who broke something of yours. If I have to pay, it's a more bitter pill to swallow that I have to give from the best of my properties. So that's why the Gemara says, the people who steal, the people who force purchase, whatever the case may be, that a person should say to themselves, So why would I steal? Lamai says, is it really worth it for me to steal? And is it really worth it for me to force someone to give me something even if I pay him? Tomorrow when Bezdin catches me, Bezdin Yordin Lenachas, I have an old in Sadanashali, they're going to take my best field, my Edis. They're going to say it's based on a post like Metav Sadu, Metav Karmo Yeshalem. So 
So why does our Mishnah say midnei tikkun olam? Hare, after all the words tikkun olam sound. I mean, they sa- it sounds derabbanan at most, at most, the words tikkun olam. Forget about what secular society has done to the words tikkun olam. Forget that. That's a that's a joke. That's forget that. But in halachic terms, tikkun olam sounds derabbanan. Says the Gemara, it does sound that way. But really, within Ravina's approach, the din of tikkun olam is just expressing the why behind the what. The what is that b'demazik shayminon, and we have to charge him from his A plus property of edis. Why mipnei tikkun olam, and it's like Rav Shimon who's doresh time of the crow. Good. We are about a third of the way down, a quarter of the way down, and we're actually in the middle of the brisa. Now, this brisa that we're learning was just used to explain Ravina's, Ravina's approach to our Mishnah, that Rib Shimon holds that really midio raisa, it's idis, and it's because of tikkun olam. The brisa continues, and it will actually shift us into another part of the sugya, and the brisa reads as follows. Why is it that in our Mishnah, why is it that when we said... That a balchov gets to let's say uh, you I owe you money and I default, so you can come collect from my from my B fields from my my Benoni's fields. Why? Let's say that you wanted to borrow from me. You're like, wow, I wouldn't mind if Phil defaulted on a payment and I can get his A plus land. So that's not appropriate. And therefore, I'm going to jump at the opportunity. I'm going to loan money to Phil so that when I collect from him, I can collect from his beautiful uh, Yerushalayim apartment. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. It says, no, you can't play this scam game. We're not doing that. It's just, uh, it's it's a middle of the road approach. It's still it's still a good thing. You still get the B, the B properties and not the A properties, but it prevents people from being sneaky in who they loan to. If in fact you're concerned that a person may say, you're afraid that someone's going to play the sneaky game. So then, then why don't you just say that loans for a Balchov get paid back from the worst fields. Then nobody will ever be tempted by the A-plus fields or the B, the B fields. We're only going to be collecting from the C fields. It says the Gemara, because then people who are going to want to borrow won't have any lenders. There has to be some skin in the game. So what we say is you're ineligible to collect. If I default, you're not allowed to collect from my A properties. But you know what? You also aren't going to be collecting from my C properties. We're going to, we're going to thread the needle here and you can collect from my B properties. Let's move on to the next part of the Brisa, which is also reflecting the next part of the Mishnah that we started with. Ksuvas Isha Biziboris Yehuda. That when a woman gets married, her Ksuba is allowed to be collected from, if he doesn't have cash, from his C properties. And her mayor Omer Benanis, he says that you can she can collect her Ksuba, the value of her Ksuba from your B properties and not your C properties. Amar of Shemin, Mipne Ma Amruk Suvas Isha Biziboris. Why did the does this Shita hold this way? Why does Reb Yehuda hold that a woman's ksuva, if a man defaults in payments, why do we hold that she collects from Ziboris? Says the Gemara, a hashkafa, which has an, a, an interplay with halacha. Sheyosir Mimasha Ish Rotzelisa. More than the typical man wants to marry, Ha'isha rotzelinase, a woman wants to be married. So in her mind, she doesn't mind if the properties that are behind her ksuba are ziboris. She doesn't mind. Davar there's another reason that's presented in the Gemara, though one that seems to not really be directly connected to this. Isha yotza lirtsona vishelo lirtsona. A woman can leave a marriage 
at her will and against her will. And a man uh, can only leave a marriage at his own will, at his own desire when he wants to leave, meaning a woman cannot force him out of the marriage. So says the Gemara, what is this case of Davar Acher? My Davar Acher, we're halfway down on Memtes Mudbeis. We will be going to the very last line of the page. My Davar Acher, just like where, uh, where the Mafik La Ihu, where he's allowed to let her go. And in such a case, and in such a case, the Chachamim gave her a Ksuba because he's pushing her out. So then, therefore, in the reverse, Kinafka Ihi, perhaps we would have said that when she is trying to end the marriage, Nami, Liskine Le Rabbonan Ksuba Mina, then maybe he should get a Ksuba from her. So says the Gemara that that's not the case. That's why we have this line of Davar Acher that we should say that even if a woman is cheppering her husband until he finally he agrees in the end, he's been coerced. He doesn't want to, please divorce me, please divorce me, every single day, please divorce me. He's like, fine, fine. Maybe we should say that he should get a ksuba, just like she would get a ksuba when he pushes her out. That is, in fact, not the case. Toshma, we see a brysa, two-thirds of the way down. We had said, Isha Yotza, a woman can be removed with her own will and against her will. With her own will, just in her agreement, she can't demand, demand per se. So, means where they're kind of in agreement or Right. Okay. That's correct. That's correct. Although the previous case was not saying that. The previous case was saying where she forced him, like whatever forced means. When she's pushing. So that's a, that there are agreements. Right. Where is in the case of the Vikitema, which is two thirds yeah. of the way down? Yeah. So that was the case where she pushes to get out of the marriage. Right. But I I mean but the typical case of Lirsona and, and Shiloh Lirsona, the tip like you're saying, there's two there's two things happening. One is the Vikitema. Which is that we had a havamina that if a woman pushes and pushes and pushes until her husband agrees, we might have thought that he gets a ksuba kamashmalan that he doesn't get a ksuba. Again, so yeah. Correct. So we we thought that, but it's not true. But you're right. The case of lirzona and shalol is uh, I, I was probably translating a, a little right mutual mutual divorce or against her will. Right. That's a, that's a better definition. So because he has a little bit of cloud, he can try and work things out by, by not yet giving the get. Very dangerous line in the Gemara. Uh, but nevertheless, that is in fact how halacha has worked. And we try to put things in place to prevent agunos, prenuptials, whatever the case may be. This brings us to the two dots and to a difficult sugya about Ksubas Isha Boris that we had said in our Mishnah, and this Brisa just above quoted this as well in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, that when a woman gets married, she is willing to accept Ziboris as the properties behind the value. Can I, can I just point out Rashi? Yeah. Because that's not really what people want meant. After Demashiwa, if he didn't want to, he wouldn't have given it. He keep it the low Ashi. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're, sorry, where are you? Where, where are you? Oh, I got it, I got it. Afshar Damashila, he'll delay. He'll delay. Below Yoiv Lagita. And he won't give her again. Yeah. I don't think it's suggesting 
he can. It's, it's saying, saying exactly that. The because it's all in his hands. No, what he's saying here is that it, it is in his hands and he can delay right. to try to fix you things can, up. You know clearly. You For sure. For sure. If he didn't want to, you know, it's all in his hands. I don't think it's suggesting the Catholic. It's all in his hands. It's not so much that we're like recommending it. It's that it's in his capacity. It it's in his capacity to do so. Once he does it, you can be clear. It's because mm -hmm. So what before. what did the words Efshar Damashila Begita have to do with the words before it? The case was a brisa. Isha Yotza Liritzona Vishilo Right, because he can always he can always not divorce her. Fear it, right? Then he didn't want yeah. to be the Madonna. Yeah. It's exactly what it in means. In the sense that we see. Oh, you're saying because married. of Arguna? No, I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. He's married. But, yeah. Uh, well, I think we're saying two very close things. I I, so I, I'm not sure they're so I different. Thought, I was just a little yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So then the, the Gemara picks up two-thirds of the way down at the two dots. Ksubas Isha busy Boris. There we had said in our Mishnah and in the Brisa that a woman can have uh, a C-quality property behind her ksuba. And Omar Marzutra Bereder of Nachman, this qualification is important to understand so we can follow the rest of the Gemara. What did he say? Lo Omran, when do we say that a woman collect, collects ziboris when there's no cash for her ksuba? That's Elam Yasme, when her husband has died and the money is now relegated to the Asomim. In such a case, she's only allowed to collect from ziboris. Aval minei but if the husband is still alive and he defaults on the payments of the Masayim Zuz of the Ksuba, whatever amount is there, the Bainanis. So then she's kind of like a Balchov. Says the Gemara, Miyasme, if what you're saying is that it's from the Yisomim, and from the Yisomim, she can only collect Ziboris. So then we have a problem. Because my area Ksuvas Isha. If what you're saying is, if that's the din of the Mishnah, is that when it says that you're collecting from a Ziboris, that it's only when it's true from the Asomim, the Mishnah already spoke about that case. Every case when dealing with the Asomim is like that. The Mishnah that we said in the beginning of this parak on Mem Chesim and Beis, what did we say? So if it's true, Marzutra in the name of Rav Nachman, if it's true that you're qualifying our Mishnah to say that when it says that the Ksuva of an Isha can be collected from the sea quality properties of Ziboris, that that's when it's from the Yisomim, there is zero Chiddush in that line. Why? Because the Mishnah on Memches Mudbeis already told us that in all cases of Yisomim, you always collect Ziboris. It says the Gemara, Elolav, it must therefore be that our Mishnah is not talking like you, Rav Nachman, and rather, Mine, she's collecting from him and collecting from him Biziboris. So it says the Gemara, great argument, but really, Laola Miyasme, really, it is still the case that there's a distinction between Yisomim and the husband, and from Yisomim, she'll collect Ziboris, Uchsuvas Isha Isrichale, and we needed to specifically separate out and highlight the case of Ksuvas Isha because. I might have thought that I might have thought that because we wanted either her to feel chain or for her to have chain in the eyes of others, the machlokets Rashi and Tosvos. So there, because we want her to have chain, that maybe we should therefore say that she should get a bainanis and not a ziboris from the Asom and just to elevate her kamashmal and that that's not correct. 
So this is approach number one, is that really the line of Marzutra Bereta Rav Nachman is correct. We make a distinction that when a woman is collecting her ksuba from Yisomim, it's always Ziboris. When she's collecting from her husband, it's always Beninus. And we had a Havamina that maybe because of China, again, either for her own for her own well-being or for others to perceive her, that when it comes to uh, collecting from Yisomim, maybe we would have changed the rule and said, Beninus Kamash Malan that we don't. And then the din of Marzutra Bereta Rav Yochanan uh, is upheld. Omar Rava Toshma, let's look at another brisa, 12 lines or so from the bottom, a little bit more. Rav Meir Omer Ksuvas Isha Beninis. This was the line we saw at the brisa, about 10 lines above. Rav Meir says that the Ksuva of a woman is collected from Beninis. Miman. From who? Who does she collect Beninis from? Ilema Miyasme. If you want to say that a woman is going to collect uh, properties that are Bainanis from Yasomim, that can't be. Less later of Meir he doesn't agree with our Mishnah on Memchasim and Beis and Ephraim and Nixay Yasomim and Zaboris. That can't be. That doesn't make any sense at all. El it must be that Rav Meir is talking about a case where the Ksuvas Isha is paid by Bainanis Mine. Michlal, the Rabban on the dissenting opinion holds Sabre, Bizi Boris. And that would be a conflict of terms in regards to the Shita of Marzutra Breder of Nachman too. So here the Gemara says, yet again, 10 lines or so from the bottom low. Le'olam miyasme. Really, we're talking about a case of Yesomim. And v'shaynik suvas isha mishum china. Totally different approach. The words sound the same. The cases are different. Rav Meir was of the opinion that a woman collects from her husband, for, even from Yesomim as a Bainanist. Why? For the exact opposite reason that we said before. Mishum china. Because we are concerned about her perception. It's exactly the opposite. So, if whether or not the, the chain of the Isha plays a role when she's collecting from Yesomim. According to the first, the first approach that we saw, when a woman is collecting um, a property, when there's no cash for her ksuba, when she's collecting a ziboris, ah, you might have thought that Mishum China, because we want her to have an elevated status either in her own eyes or in the eyes of the community, Kamash Malan, too bad. You collect from Ziboris. Then comes along Rav Meir and says exactly the opposite. I hold that a woman does collect from, from Bainanis, even from Yisomim, against the din in our Mishnah from the, from the open of the Perak. And he says, why? Mishum China. Amar he says, wait, we have another Raisa. Toshma. Hanizakin. Shaman lahen be'idis. Ubalchov Uksuvas Isha Biziboris. This is our Mishnah. That when we're dealing with a case of Nizakin, damages, we collect from the A level properties. When we're dealing with a Balchov, we collect from B level properties. Uksuvas Isha Biziboris. And again, we analyze this price and try to figure out what is going on here. Miman. At the very last of the short lines, Ilema If you want to say that we're saying that she collects Ziboris from Yisomim, my Iriyaksubas Isha, no Khirish there. We already know from our Mishnah, Filu Kol Haninami, because our Mishnah already said a separate din that applies to all cases of those who collect from Yisomim, that when you're collecting anything from a Yasom, it's always Bezibaris. So therefore the Gemara says Zalalav, it must therefore be Mine that when our Mishnah says Ksubas Isha Biziboris, that it's talking about from the husband. So what must be the case? Omar, Rav Achabar, Yaakov, Hachab, and what must we be dealing with? Kigon, Shena'ase, Orev, Beno. That a man became a guarantor for the Nizakin, for the damages that his son did. Lebalchov, Beno. Not only uh, for the Nizikin, but for any Chov of the son, or Lixuvas, Kalaso. In all cases like that, 
what do we see? It must be, what did the Brisa say? That for Nizakin it's Be'idis, Balchovitz Beninis and Ksubas Isha Ziboris. So Vahai Kidine, Vahai Kidina, and whatever the case may be, whatever the payments are, the payments are, it doesn't matter. Nizakin u Balchov de Mechayim Gavu, that had it been the Nizakin uh, or Balchov, the first two cases, if they're Mechayim, Ihunami, Kim Megabi, Kim Mechayim Megabi. In both cases, if the father's if the if the son is alive when the nizakin has to be paid back, then that's beidis. If the son is alive when he has to pay a chov, then that's bebeinus. However, ksuvas isha, typically speaking, is de laachar misa gavya. This is an assumption of the Gemara that the ksuvas isha is always paid back or often paid back after a husband dies. It's not always true, but it is an assumption of the Gemara and says the Gemara laachar misa miman gavya miyasme because when he dies, what's left? What's left is Yisomim, and Yisomim always pay Miyasme. They always pay uh, Biziboris. So then, therefore, Ihunami, the guarantor too, Ki Megabe, Megabe, that when the guarantor, the father, that when the father is taking care of the son's um, financial burdens after he dies, if it's after he dies, then it's also going to be Ziboris. So then the Gemara asks a question, one that in fairness, we will not understand tonight, but we will understand in the future. The Gemara says four lines from the bottom, but betepukle that we have a separate halacha to arev de ksuva lo that when you become a guarantor for a ksuva, it's really not full financial responsibility like we typically assume for a guarantee. When I wanted to become a mole, I took out a loan from somewhere and my father co-signed. If I defaulted, they would hit my father's bank account 100%. Says the Gemara, really by Iksuba, things are different. Okay, we'll, we'll analyze that a little bit more. But perhaps we should say that when it comes to the din of a father being a guarantor for his son's Iksuba to his wife, perhaps there's really not a proper Shibud. Says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. It's Bikablan. It's a higher level. A guarantor is where I'm taking some responsibility. A Kablan is that you and I make a contract that I hereby explicitly say that you, my father, are responsible for all of my mishaps. And then the Gemara says, well, that's fine. And good hanicha leman de Amar Kablan, afal gav de lesle nixe lelova mishtabit shapir. I could understand, I could understand that if we're dealing with a case of a Kablan, that even though the lesle nixe lelova mishtabit shapir, that even though in, if, had it been that the son had no property, when he made the deal, that but because I'm a I'm a kablan mishdabe, therefore I am indebted to that person. I'm a full guarantor shapir. That makes sense. Amar, but there is a shita that says that even by a kabla, if the son had properties mishdabed, then the father will be a kablan and have to pay the debts. And ilesle lo mishdabed, but if the son didn't have properties to function as a lien, then even the kablan wouldn't have to pay back. What would we say in such a case? So the Gemara gives two responses to this kablan relationship between a father and a son. And with these two answers, we'll close. It's very possible that even within the second understanding of Kablan, that it depends as to whether or not the son had access to properties to pay his debts at the time that the deals were made. Really, really the son did have those properties and therefore the Kablan is on the hook. The father, the son did have the properties, but they got, the wind blew them away. And Rashi says, they got blown away now after the fact. But there's another possible answer. This is a very paternal uh, answer. 
anything in regards to one's child, you can call yourself a kablan, you can call yourself an arif, you can call yourself a dad, a tati, ta, I don't care what you call yourself. You're responsible for your child to a great degree. And therefore, even though it, it may be true that the son didn't even have the right kind of property at the time that he got married, but I'm the father and I'm I'm responsible. And therefore, in such a case, I would be responsible for paying back the, the wife in this case. We'll stop right here and pick up Amir Tashem tomorrow with Daf Nun. Wishing you all a beautiful night.